Hi, and welcome to a special edition of What the F podcast. I am Tamara. And I'm Rebecca. Hello. Hello. This is our <laughs> Halloween edition. Yes, yeah, our spooky episode. Spooky, gory episode. Yeah. My, my story is spooky. And mine is gory. Depressing and, and gory. gory. Um, yeah, so tomorrow is Halloween. We're actually going to, um, Todd said he was going to try to uh, edit this, so it should be out tomorrow, which Hopefully. is earlier than we normally do, and mm-hmm. um, just to make just it for the for, Halloween. For Halloween. Yep. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So are you doing anything for Halloween? Um, just taking the kids and doing the Halloween mom thing, you know, taking the entire day off. Oh, you are? Yes, oh. which I don't do often. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, are you guys doing anything? No, we did something over the weekend. So Rex had a Halloween show oh, he was cool. playing at. So we dressed up. Um, we're going to put some of that on Instagram. So he was the Joker. I was Catwoman. Oh man, I haven't seen pictures yet. <laughs> I want to see it. It was fun. It was, it was fun. And a lot of people dressed up for it and stuff. And so, yeah. That's exciting. That's what we did. So I don't think we're going to do anything tomorrow. Um think we're just going to watch like some Halloween movies. Get, what's your favorite mm-hmm. Halloween movie? I don't have like a favorite. Mm-mm. Do you? Um The Great Pumpkin Patch <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Yeah, I'm not. Okay, so I know there's people that are super super into Halloween like this is their favorite holiday and they've been watching gory movies all month. I have a friend that actually like um dresses up she tries to dress up in orange every day of the month she loves it so much mm-hmm. yes and so i am not that into it though so. <laughs> no <laughs> at all and so um um i don't know why but i'm just like not my favorite holiday is christmas i agree i like happy stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know that by our show but we do we like christmas better so yeah. we'll talk more about that right so a christmas edition right we'll probably yeah we'll probably have some christmas deaths it's terrifying <laughs> awful but yeah so uh it's kind of funny then that we are having a special halloween episode since we're both not super into it but, but you know what it's what you do i think it's for your first halloween episode and we'll probably make it a tradition. It's a thing. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Like, you know, a lot of, uh, I know a lot of podcasts are doing Halloween stuff and everything. And some of them are, like, really pulling out the gory, yeah, goo- gooey stuff. I went as gory as I could go. I was going to do super gory, people. And I'm going to do, I'm going to do the story I was going to do tonight. I'm just going to save it for another day. Um, I just decided to go spooky because I'm just in a spooky mood. Okay. So, well, I wanted mm-hmm. to give you know we wanted to give one right. more update for mm-hmm. before we start into the show, mm-hmm. which is go vote. Mm-hmm. Go vote, which is so voting is so voting will be next week, so next Tuesday, um, November November sixth. I almost said October. November November sixth. So just get out there. Hopefully, hopefully you've you're already registered. registered. Um, but if and, you're gonna go vote, take like write it down in your calendar so you can make the time to go. Well, yeah, and also just make time to look at the candidates. That are running because mm-hmm. there's a lot of important um, issues coming up. A lot of important issues. And um, just make sure you're a informed r- voter. Just don't, I mean, it's important that you vote, but just don't go out there and just vote nilly willy. <laughs> right. Please don't. <laughs> just be an informed voter. It doesn't take that long just to look into people and what they're standing for and things like that. And 
the different issues up. But um, yeah, let your voice be heard. Yep. It's our right. So yeah. Yep. So moving um, on. Moving and moving on. And so we'll just move on to our what the Fs mm-hmm. of the week. Yep. And so you had sent me a story about a bride. Yep. We love talking about brides on here. <laughs> and there we go. Crazy brides. Because yes. I guess we'll see. People get crazy on their people wedding. People get crazy around weddings and things like that. And Some people do. I've been lucky with the wedding, the brides I've worked with. And I've been like, this isn't like what you see on TV at all. No. Well, I think um, the reason why those stories stand out is because not all brides are okay. like that. Maybe and that's, that's why they stand out so much. That's true. <laughs> so this one is about an Australian bride. Oh, okay. Um, she confessed on an online forum that she purposely gave her quote-unquote, stunning sisters a smoothie she promised would make them lose weight, but in fact was packed with weight gainer supplements. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is so mean. <laughs> she um, she identified as Penny. And she – that's so that's her name. That's right. Penny's her, her, her name. name. Penny's Penny the name. quotation. <laughs> and she would insist on making a breakfast smoothie the months before she tied the knot, and she – filled it so they would um, gain oh weight my before gosh. the wedding. Now, did they actually gain weight? Um, see, I, you know, come on. You would think that I would know the answer to that. <laughs> I don't know. But the fact that she did it is – Mean. Um, she said her sisters did lo- – she said they lost the weight. They said they lost weight. Oh, they so it didn't mm. work. Yeah. So they ended up losing weight instead of gaining yeah. Well, probably also because they were probably actively trying to lose weight so that they looked good in the bridesmaid dresses. That's just so And they were packing with protein, which makes you lose weight. You bulk. You can lose so that. Mean. Like, see, I guess I'm different because I want I want all my bridesmaids to look great. And right. You want the pictures to look good? Yeah. And so I wouldn't want them to look at their not best. You right. Know? You want to – right. Yeah. And where they're not feeling great about themselves and stuff. You know, you want – you want everyone to look good. I'm, you know. Would you make somebody lose weight for your wedding? No. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, she said she always felt like the the ugly sister, and well, then okay, how about she wanted to feel pretty? Well, maybe then just don't have any bridesmaids then. Maybe just now. have it you, because seeing that she just wants it to be about her anyway. So just don't have any bridesmaids. She even she even wanted them. She said they all have blonde hair. And (laughs) And she wanted them to dye it? No. She said she made them wear neon yellow dresses to make them look slightly ill. That is ugly. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine neon yellow looking good, period. This is not the 80s. Oh, no. They did ha- They did gain weight. I oh, lied. The entire oh. time was a lie. Okay. No. They did gain weight, and she ha- they had to have their dresses increased in the midsection. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's terrible. Did she ever – I wonder if she ever told them. Apparently, she said she did. Oh, gosh. And she admitted that sometimes she looks back at the pictures, and she feels a little guilty. Just a little. Just a oh, little bit. She's on. like, I looked fabulous. Oh, so. they did. They lo- They ended up losing the weight that they had gained. Okay. They that lost was the weight that, that they gained. From. Okay. I read gotcha it right. Gotcha now. So, yeah. That's okay. just evil. That's Come on now. It's really mean. If my sister did that to me, I would be very upset. <laughs> I was the brides- bridesmaid. Was if somebody tries to honor. feed you before the wedding, don't take it. Yeah. Someone's giving you a smoothie. Just <laughs> don't. No, thank you. <laughs> just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's no more. mean. No more. Okay. So anyway, so then speaking of weight gain, um, 
I mean, it's sort of. Speaking of weight gain. Speaking of weight gain. Because <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca knows what I'm about to talk about. So I'm talking about Meghan Markle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and Meghan Markle's pregnant and she's having a royal baby. Is she having twins? Wait, see, we don't know that. Oh, okay. So, um, so she's in Australia right now with Prince Harry. And so every single day I've been checking out her fashion and a lot of people have been checking out her fashion. And um, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not that impressed with it. Why are you anti-Meghan Markle? I like Meghan Markle. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm not anti at all. Oh, okay. Um, no, I like her. Um, she, um, so she's been, a lot of people have been having issues because she's been holding her stomach, her pregnancy belly, and it's not very big. And I mean, on a lot of forums I've been reading, people have been really kind of like, why is she doing this so soon? Um, there's not really anything to hold. Um, you know, some people think then she wants everybody to be like, oh, I'm pregnant. You know, I'm pregnant. I'm having a royal baby. And then some people like me think that she's doing it. So when back in history, when people look back at these pictures or whatever, everybody knows that she was pregnant. So it's not like, oh, she was bigger. I see what you're she's saying. she's so thin. Oh, she was bigger. She wants everyone. Oh, I'm big because I'm pregnant, not because you I know. was fat. Right. Okay. And so I see what you're saying. I see it as a vanity thing. I mean, I, I love her, but I mean, I think though, like, um, we have to be realist here. Like, Megan obviously has an agenda, and she obviously had an agenda when she met Harry and all that. So I think she. You know, I think she's very, very focused on the media. I think she's very, you know, her image, very in tune into all that. And I feel like she is doing it because she wants to be like, I'm not fat. Can I counter that on what I think? No. No. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to. Um, I don't know. I don't know enough about it really to be talking, but I kind of think, could it also be that, um, People are just gonna be mean, or you know, like people are just gonna talk, and well, people yeah, are gonna people scrutinize. Are gonna they're gonna scrutinize mm-hmm. everything about her, so oh, she kind totally. of almost has to be perceived a certain way as best as she can be. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of work into making sure that everything you do is kind of on point. I mean, it's like it's like not a big issue at all. It's just like it's just kind of funny that she's holding this little tiny bump, bump, yeah. It's like not much at all. So it just seems kind of funny because it just seems like when I've talked to other people who've had babies, I've never had a baby. <laughs> they weren't holding their belly that soon. It's usually like mm-hmm. later you are. And usually like you're holding it for a reason. You're not just like have your hand on it, you know? Yeah. So um, so it just seems it just seems funny when you're looking at the pictures. That's all. That's all. So uh, if you just Google any pictures of her um, and her, her Australian her. trip – um, especially when you see them all side by side together, it just looks kind of funny, you know, just like, okay. I'm going to have to Google it. And she's drawing should... more attention to it than if she's trying to like make people right. not think like, you know, I don't know. She's We're going to post attention. pictures of it on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. How about she's that? Drawing... We'll do a flip so people yeah, can Yeah, she's it. drawing attention to it. So yeah, we'll, we'll let you guys decide and um, let us know in the comments. <laughs> what you think. <laughs> what you think. Because and... we've actually been posting on Instagram. <laughs> and you'll be able to see all that. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have that. And um, we'll be posting then um, Halloween pics. And you guys could see Rex with makeup on. Oh, I can't wait to see that either. 
yeah, we'll do that. We'll post that. <laughs> As this comes out, you'll see it. Right. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Okay, so, crazy. Yeah, those are our what the Fs. This week hasn't been, like, too, too, too crazy or anything like that. So, yeah. So, get on with our story. Yep. So, I'm going to go first. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is about – mine is a local story. Um, I am going to share the story of a true house of horrors. Is it horrors? Horror. Of horrors? Horror. <laughs> Jesus. I'm like, whoa, okay. Horrors. <laughs> How do you say that? Horrors. Horrors. Okay, why did I even write that? Apparently, I've never said it out loud. Anyway. Okay, this story is out of Piper, Kansas, mm-hmm. a town of 20,966 people. It's just outside of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, this story is of the torture and horrific abuse of seven-year-old Adrian Jones. Oh. Um, and is Adrian a boy or a girl? Adrian's a boy. Okay. Little boy. Um, the abuse ultimately led to his death and his lifeless body being fed to six hungry feeder pigs in the fall of 2015. <sighs> That's so fucking disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. I was telling you, I just just had heard a podcast on the pig farmer in Canada yeah, who no. fed bodies to pigs. It's disgusting. Yeah. And I'd never heard of it before where people were feeding, feeding bodies people. to pigs. Sadly, I had heard of it See, before. See, I did not know that that was a common thing at I don't, all. I hope it isn't common. But I heard that pigs eat anything. That's what I said in that podcast. And then you said that. And I was just like, what in the world? I had yeah. never heard of that before. Apparently, his dad knew. So, because they were purchased just for that and, purpose. Oh, only for that. So, they weren't like they pig were not, farmers. Correct. Wow. So, we'll get into that. Okay. So, this story starts back in t- 2011 when Adrian was just two years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, DCF, or Department of Children and Families, uh, removed him and his siblings from his mother's home. Um, his mother, Diana Pierce, lost custody of her children due to lack of supervision. Oh. Her older daughter, Kiki, later reported that her mother would tell her to watch the kids. And, and as she, like, go, you watch the kids as we go to the grocery store. And then she just never came back. How old was Kiki? Do you know? You know, I don't remember. She was like 11. Okay. I think she was like 11. Too young to be. Too watching. young to be for days. Yeah. Watching how, little how many, kids. Do you know how many kids? Uh, I believe there were six. God. I'm not sure at the time her being told that or how many kids right, were how born many after kids, that. But, but it was something she like She ended up having up to six kids. That's ridiculous. Yes. Anyway, so she would come, wouldn't come back for a day or two. Mm. Um, so then Adrian and two of his five siblings were sent to live with their father, Michael A. Jones, and his wife, Heather Jones. Um, and it didn't take long for them to be reported to DCF about abuse. Okay. So there was – DCF gets a phone call that – you know, things mm-hmm. aren't good. Mm-hmm. And they get over there and the kids report, the kids are telling DCF, mm-hmm. yes, there's abuse going on and more more harsh abuse is going on towards mm-hmm. Adrian. Now, why Adrian? We don't, I don't know. Adrian's the youngest? Adrian or? is young, the young, well, the young. I don't know how many kids are below him because mm-hmm. I think it said he was the, I think there was one below him. Okay. But for some reason he was picked on. Yes. Maybe he was bad. He might have been, he might have been the only boy. Now that I'm thinking about oh, really? it. Okay. I'm not sure. I, okay. I didn't go into their siblings' names. Okay. Um, 
Anyway, his siblings reported that he had marks and lines on him and that as they were in bed one night, they heard their stepmother, Heather Jones, Mm -hmm. choking Adrian until he sounded dead. Oh, my God. Yep. So can you imagine listening to that? No. Um, Still, after these detailed reports. Choking until he sounded dead. Yeah. So even after these detailed reports Mm -hmm. and proof of physical punishment um, of the children, they were left to stay in the care of their father and stepmother. So they had reported all this to DCF. They reported all this and they just acted like... They were just like, well, it's not harsh enough. In fact, they actually said, you know, it's not good. Mm -hmm. Um, Michael, the father, said that Heather, his step or his wife, Mm -hmm. was the one that was doing most of the punishment. Okay. Um, and he said, oh, I just won't have her. I'll, I'll, we'll separate. And so he claimed a sep- he claimed but separation. But that didn't happen. No, no. Um, over the years, the family moved between Kansas and Missouri and DCF records show, um, that Michael and Heather worked constantly to evade intervention from their health. Because then by switching from state to state. You get lost. Right. So well, they would try to re- reach them, but if you don't know where they're at, you don't know where, how to reach them. No. Okay. So in 2013, someone called into DCF to report that Adrian wasn't properly being supervised and that he had been eating out of the trash can and had behavioral problems. Uh. During this time, Adrian reported as, to a social worker mm-hmm. that his father, Michael, often kicked him in the head so hard that a little bone came out. A little bone? Yep. He also reported being locked in his room and not being fed for days. Oh, my gosh. And Adrian stated that his stepmother, Heather, would kick him in the stomach and pull his ears really hard, and it really hurt. Oh. Um, he was still left there um, to be tortured at the hands of his father and his stepmother. Wow. So he was wow. left there. He reported this to DCF. Mm-hmm. A bone came out of his fucking head, and yeah, he's still that's, yeah. stuck in there. So in 2014, Michael contacted Adrian's maternal grandmother. So the mom's mom. His mom's mom. Mm-hmm. To let her know that Adrian was in a psychiatric ward, ward for being a pedophile and that he had sexual predator tendencies. Wait, what? Yes. The Adrian, little boy? Yes. He was six years old. What? Yes. Oh my gosh. So he was in. Well, then he had to been being abused in that I mean, sort of you, way. Uh, I well, mean, uh, right? With the amount of abuse, physical, emotional, everything. I bet it was you sexually have, abused also. Of course. I mean, everything. Because you know? how would he even know? He's six. How would you even know to do that? But to if you're kid? completely emasculated from human rights and you're just constantly going how on. How would you know that? I, that's just I how I that. feel like whenever no, I hear it's kids not good. doing that. How would you know to do that? It's the only thing that I don't yeah. know. Who knows? Anyway, so he's. He's in a fucking psychiatric ward. So he was then released. But being in a psychiatric ward been better than being at home. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I agree with that. It's not good, though. Yeah. And it probably wasn't good but there it's either. it's better than his home life. It's all bad. So Adrian was released back into Michael and Heather's care, where he spent the last nine months on this earth being tortured 24-7. Gosh. Was um, he even in school? No. They had taken him out of school and said that he was being homeschooled. And Michael called it Michael's oh my better gosh. education. He or made some his shit. own school, up. but he was not doing anything like oh my at gosh all. at all. So 
everything was recorded on surveillance videos via one of the 30 different cameras that were inside and outside of his home. Wow. They were watching every move that Adrian made. Video recordings of their sadistic act show Adrian being forced to stand in a mucky pool of infested waters up to his neck for hours at a time. Up to his neck? Yep. And I saw it, unfortunately. Oh, you did? Oh, yes. Like, is this outside or inside? It's a pool. It's a pool? The pool was filled with mucky waters. Oh. Up to his neck, and you can see him looking up. It's not cute. It's oh. not. It is just That's very so dis- sad. It's incredibly disturbing. Okay, so he was being placed... He um, have there are videos and photos of him being placed on an inversion table, bound and blindfolded for hours at a time. Hours at a time. Did you see that too? Yes, it's all really? on there. It's just one. It's one page full of photos. Oh my goodness! It's not hard. I mean, it's oh. like right there. Not hard to find, unfortunately. Oh um, my goodness! So yeah, he's bound and blindfolded or and um, blindfolded, blindfolded on the bound, table. Yes, mm-hmm. um, causing extreme swelling to his limbs. So there are not so, only photos. So tight. And, and he was there for so long that it caused Now, was swelling. he the only kid that they did this to? Yeah. Well, the other ones had abuse, but nothing like this. But nothing this. like this. Not not to their person. It's so odd because I've heard this with other, you know, cases before. Where one kid where is Where one kid up. is singled out, which yeah. I just don't. I mean, it's bad. No, But yeah. I just don't get I that. I don't get it either. Um, so there were not only pictures of him on the inversion table, mm-hmm. but there were pictures of him after. So... Uh, after he was on the inversion mm-hmm. table to show the swelling. To show the swelling. Um, he was forced to stand with his arms up above his head outside at all different in all different weather conditions. Um, a video particularly shows him, is showing him standing outside shackled in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt barefoot on a January evening mm. in Kansas. Yeah, and it's cold Which is unbearably here, cold. It's like really cold here in January. Yeah, it's cold today. It's colder then. Uh, it's like hard to be, even be outside in. You can without yeah, a jacket. Yeah, it's like or, usually in January, it's like below, oh, I'm like below 30. Below but, 30. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like 30 degrees or lower. Yeah, it's freezing. It's Excuse freezing me. at least. <laughs> so another video shows Adrian standing outside, his hands tied behind his back, and he's bending, he's bending down trying to grab a bowl of what was rotten food just to get something in his mouth. Oh, my gosh. Um, there's more video showing Adrian crouched down and trapped in a boarded-up shower with no clothes, no food, no water, or anything, um, which is where he ended up dying in that, really? in that shower. Um, further videos show his evil stepmother, Heather, doing selfies in front of the same shower that her stepson was boarded up behind. So he was in there at the time she was doing. Oh, yeah. Are you Mm -hmm. fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding. There are photos. and Like, can you see him in her selfies? No, it's boarded up. Oh, it's a boarded up. It's like a walk-in shower. Uh Nothing fancy. Mm -hmm. But it's a walk. It's just a stand, you know, just a shower. I just picture their house looking just so shitty. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not good. Um, Yeah, and it's just like. Like, just filth. Shitty. And there's like cords and wires everywhere with 30 fucking surveillance cameras. Yeah, There's they're like handmade shit. and yeah. It's all watching the boy, not watching. Not the kids. And I call it the boy because they they, they stop using him. They, use, they stop using his name. They stop using his name and start calling him the boy. The boy? Mm-hmm. Fucking kidding me. So they then, called him the boy. So he must have been like the only boy probably then. Maybe. Maybe mm, so. Probably. I should have known that, but I don't. That's okay. Um. Anyway, 
So there are also photos of Adrian with large bloody lacerations on his face and bruising. Wow. Um, there's photos of him with infected sores on his lips. I mean, his lips are like like falling off. Oh, my God. He had rotted teeth. Oh. There were more of um, showing him tie- his arms and his legs and his back taped to, um, to um, cutting boards. So he couldn't move. Oh, my goodness. And couldn't bend. Um, it goes on. It was just, mm-hmm. there's so many. Just so much shit Just they so did to many him. and so much evidence. Fucking, like. So these are the videos. And um, he was failed by the system, obviously failed by his parents. Oh, it's yeah. just like where he's just, mm-hmm. it just, you know, how, I mean, he, he's in a hopeless situation. He, yeah. like, does not, there's no way as a kid you can get out of this. There's absolutely no way. I mean, he's no. literally. Physically being, he's physically being turned down. Um, the vi- these are the videos and photos that Michael and Heather shared amongst each other. They shared them with each other? Yep. Like, ha ha, he he? Yes. They kept it for whatever sick purposes. They laughed and they gloated about the abuse. Oh, my God. Heather didn't just share this shit with him in uh, private. Mm-hmm. She also made Facebook posts. Is it was a Facebook? Um, about how she hated Adrian and wanted to shoot him. She asked if anyone would just take him. One message to a friend stated, just strapped the boy to my inversion table with handcuffs and ace bandages and put him downstairs. What? She wrote, adding, the hubby wants some ass and I ain't had none in over a week. Are you fucking kidding me? She made blatant remarks about abusing Adrian and nobody intervened. Wow. And she was posting this on Facebook and nobody was just like. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Did they think she was joking? No. At one point she was like little, she's like. The boy got out, or the boy chased me around the house. I'm mm-hmm. gonna fucking get him, like just. How could she be posting this? I don't know. Was she posting pictures also, or don't just, know? I don't. I don't like, think there just, was pictures, but there just was just like comments. all these comments on yeah. there. Wow. Yeah. And right, and his uncle mm-hmm. lived there and witnessed. So his uncle was there too. Mm-hmm. So and they're just, just kinda, all like a family. Nobody's just, fucking talking. Nobody's breaking it down. Nobody's stopping even, it. I don't understand. Everyone's just watching it. Just everybody just letting it happen. Yep. You're just watching someone slowly die. They're torturing him. Torturing him to death. They would just have him do shit. Like one of them was like he had to walk around with tiki torches and walking around aimlessly and he couldn't do, he couldn't stop moving. He just had to keep on. One of, mm -hmm, and one of her messages said um, something like, I, he got out and he's chasing me around. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make him do I don't know, push-ups or whatever until he, until I can't handle it anymore. Oh, until I can't. Yep. Oh, my God. This mm-hmm. is so... Or I can shoot him, make it in quicker. Wow, I mean, this is so just fucked shit. up, so sad. It's awful. Uh-huh. Okay, so Adrian died on or around September 28th, 2015, mm-hmm. alone, trapped in a white tiled shower, essentially starved to death. They left him Gosh. in the boarded-up shower until they couldn't handle the smell any longer. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Wow. Michael then purchased six feeder pigs and starved them until he threw in Adrian's emaciated body for them to feed on. Oh, my God. I'm, like, covering up my mouth now because this is just so disgusting and awful. And I just can't imagine parents doing this. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. People doing this to another human being. I know. I mean, uh, and then you think it happened here in Kansas City also. I know. It's just, like fucking crazy like um i remember when the story came out i didn't know all the details about it i remember hearing like the pigs Mm -hmm. and that they were like 
I don't know. Did it autopsy or something like that on the pigs or something like that? I think they found the bones in the they found the bones Mm -hmm. in the in the livestock. Yeah, and so yeah, I remember that, and I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. So that was September twenty eighth when when he about when he died. So then the couple planned on moving to abandon their home. So he's still not reported. Time is going on. No. Okay, he's still just just not anywhere to be. Nobody has stepped in ever. Nobody so even they, recognizes that he's gone. No. So it's almost like he just wasn't even there. There. Just, yeah. So they were planning to abandon their rental property and move to Utah, where oh. they were going to start a new life without Adrian. Oh, yeah. Let's start a new life. Let's start over. Yeah, just start yeah, over. Okay. The other kids will be fine. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Who right. are they going to move on to next? Uh-huh. So unfortunately for them, Michael Michael is a real dickhead. <laughs> And on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. two months after the death and disposal of little Adrian, mm-hmm. Michael shot at Heather oh. Oh. with a rifle oh. while she held their youngest daughter. On Thanksgiving? Yep. Oh, okay. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Police were called, and during their home check, Heather broke down and reported that Adrian had died and his body was thrown into the property somewhere. His remains were found in the livestock pen November 25th of 2015. Disgusting. Yep. So when Heather was about to go in for questioning, Mm -hmm. um, she gave her landlady her computer and password and asked her to send photos of her children to her while she awaited trial in custody. you. No. Well, the lady didn't know what was going on. She was just like, at this point, still not sure what's going on, right? Right. So she takes the computer and she logs in and she sees all of the photo, all Mm -hmm. of the video, all of the messages. And she said she threw up. She just couldn't stop throwing up. I can imagine seeing that, yeah. And then she gave everything to the police. Yeah. So then that is that. Wow. So that would have never been found had she not asked for I mean, probably, right? The evidence of that, I don't know. Maybe Maybe, they would have known that there was surveillance video. They wouldn't, but maybe... Who knows? She gave him the fucking password. I'm surprised she didn't say delete all all that shit. Maybe surprised she didn't throw it in the pig pen. So... So, but, okay, so at the trial, Kansas City, Kansas police detective Stuart Littlefield delivered a statement um, on behalf of Brad Lancaster. Do you remember Brad Lancaster? He was um, murdered... The detective was murdered no. on an on another case. He was just one of another police officers that was killed oh. in the line of duty. And oh, okay. he was actually the guy that was in charge of this investigation. Oh, he was? Wow. So then he had to pass that information on over mm-hmm. to Lancaster. Okay. And so Lancaster um, wanted – that was just really mm-hmm. – in, in, the, in the final statement – the fact that Brad Lancaster mm-hmm. had actually done all the research. He mm-hmm. wanted to give him all the credit. So I figured we should talk about it or at least mention his name. But in his final statement or in his statement at the, the hearing, he said he's been a police officer for over 20 years and he's seen more tragedy than he can describe. But nothing could have prepared him for what he saw on November 25th of 2015. Yeah. The abuse and torture of this little boy was only compounded by the fact that Mike and Heather Jones systematically documented and photograph every sadistic thing they did to him. Disgusting. Nothing impacted him more than when Mike admitted that Heather would tase Adrian for 15 to 20 seconds. Wow. In the worst, and when, when the word seconds is used, mm-hmm. it implies a short duration of time. He's like, so I'm going to pause for 20 seconds. Mm. And you can imagine hearing how, a seven-year-old scream. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
He's like, 20 seconds is a very long time. It's a long time. When you're in agony. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine a little kid being tased. Mm -mm. So the final thing is that Michael got um, life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years. So that means in 25 years, he's up for parole. He's up for parole. And then the stepmother. How old was he? He was 46. Okay. And then she got life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years, but she was also sentenced to five years and eight months in prison for two counts of child abuse. Oh, okay. So she got more time than the dad. Yeah, which is weird. And I think that time, I think they should always be locked up. They're I not mean. They're not going to be re- rehabilitated or anything like that. No. Like, I, mean, I mean, who can do that to a kid? I don't know, but the other kids, some of the other kids are still, and they're in child, they're in, they're in the custody of another mm-hmm. agency, mm-hmm. and they are getting counseling and, and therapy, yeah. and then Kiki is up in Lawrence going to school to be- Oh, like she's in college mm-hmm. now? Yeah, to, I think, child psychology or something, hopefully. She's Gosh. okay. She well, was, I don't know. She I don't was, know how okay you can be growing up in that. No, she was just like she felt guilty because she now that she's older she realizes what was going on. Yeah, but she and she was mad at the time. Like, why do I have to deal with these little kids? She didn't know. She had no idea. This is what she grew up in. Yeah, like she doesn't even know what normal. Correct. She didn't know what normal was or right. anything like that. But hopefully, she's seems like she's advocating for herself and trying to rehabilitate. So what a fucking mess. How? Well, that's terrifying. Sad. Yeah, no, no, so, nothing was that's good. A sad Halloween story. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and now on to something else and more terrifying. A spooky story. Ooh, I know. Ooh spooky. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So my story then is about uh, the most haunted nightclub in America. Okay. <laughs> And so this uh, club is still operating today. It's in Wilder, Kentucky, which is actually just across the Ohio River from Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. So I think it's just like how we are with Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. It's just over the the border. border. Mm -hmm. And so it's called um, Bobby Mackey's Music World. And it's a country club. Band is a club. Bobby Mackey's Music World. Music World. Oh man, I couldn't. I would wonderful not go. name. It almost sounds like a name of like um, a burger uh, joint. <laughs> I think of an instruments or something like where you buy instruments. Right. Music World. You know, Music like, World. You see where some cheesy commercial may. Bobby Mackey's Music World. Yeah. <laughs> we have deals. <laughs> deal, 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 deal. Right, exactly. It's got the balloon, man. I envision like the balloon. Oh, yeah, the floating thing. I know. The long, skinny, like, exactly. twerking balloon thing. I was like, yeah, that's the best name for a club, especially a country club, How long too. has that been in existence? 1978. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that's where the story is going to start. It's 1978. Uh, Bobby and... Bobby Mackey is actually a country singer, mm-hmm. and I don't know if people are familiar with him or not, uh, but he's a country singer. Okay. <laughs> and so he had always had a dream to have his own <laughs> country club, and I mean like country music club, not country club. No, he's not, not golfing. Like, right. Smoking Swimming. cigars. <laughs> As a cabana. <laughs> a cabana boy. <laughs> right. And so Bobby sees an abandoned building 
And he thinks this will be a perfect spot then for his country music club that he's always dreamed of owning. It has space. It has a stage. It has a bar already there. So pretty much all he would need to be doing is cosmetic fixes to the property. Because everything else is just there and just ready. It's ready to go. It's ready. And he's excited. He sees it, the property, and he's so excited. So then he tells his wife, Janet, and he's like, you have to come see this property. I think I finally found. It's a gold mine. Yes. And so Janet sees the property, and she does not share Bobby's enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. As soon as she's in there, she feels that something is off. And she doesn't know what it is, but she just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she told him, you know, she expressed her concern, but she was going to be supportive of his new venture. And so uh, he didn't have um, enough money to move to Nashville to open up his own venue. So he thought then in Kentucky would be the best mm-hmm. place. The second best. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it'll have to do. Yep. And... At this time, Janet was five months pregnant, and so they were just beginning to lay down their roots and establish something that hopefully would end up being successful for them. Sure. So the first employee that Bobby hired was Carl Lawson, and Carl uh, was a handyman, and he pretty much could fix anything. He's one of those, like, people who... Just can figure it out. Yes. And Bobby and Janet became really fast friends with Carl... And Carl became a very helpful and trusted member of Bobby's new staff. Carl had worked for the previous owner, and the pre- the club was previously a hard rock cafe. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. But it closed down because there had been six deaths in one year there. Oh, good God. Uh, yeah. And so Carl told Bobby at that time that he felt there was some type of evil presence mm. that was making people violent. Okay. And again, Bobby was hearing that same word presence because his wife mentioned there is some sort of presence here. Then here Carl's like, there's an evil presence. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Bobby didn't care. He said those are foolish claims. Oh, my God. I don't see it. (laughs) I don't believe it. Yeah, he did not believe in any supernatural entities. And there certainly could not be anything that was going to cast a spell on his new business. Sure. So this business had to succeed bad presence or not Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he was just determined it's gonna work out i don't believe in this stuff so i don't believe it so it doesn't happen right there's a lot of people that don't believe in all that kind of stuff yeah whatever so carl was the first to experience something strange there he saw an angry man behind the bar who suddenly disappeared okay yes and uh he started regularly seeing a pretty woman in a white dress. He could have conversations with her, and Carl knew that she was not of this world, in quotations. She told him her name was Johanna. Okay. And whenever she was around, there was a strong smell of the scent of roses. Carl soon moved into an apartment (laughs) that was on top of the bar. So like one of those... Yeah, so he's already seeing all these entities and Let's stuff. Let's move in. And he's like, I'm just going to move into this place now. <laughs> so so with that, he spent the majority of his time there in the country club. And he saw lots of strange things while he was there. And he told his new bosses of his experiences. 
And Bobby was beginning to think then that Carl might have a mental disorder, similar to like schizophrenia. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, patrons at the bar also would say, hey, we've seen Carl talking talking. to himself. Yeah. Talking to himself. Mm -hmm. And he says this is a woman, but we don't see her there. Right. And so anyway, Carl had told them, though, about it. And soon after that, Janet, Bobby's wife, uh, she soon started to experience weird things also while she was there at the bar. So one day, Janet was in the basement. She felt something grab her around her waist and lift her up. Okay. So she feels that. She's freaked out. She runs upstairs. I'd be hysterical. Yes. She runs upstairs and she turns around to see if there's anything like behind her. Uh-uh. Then she's pushed down the stairs. What? Remember, she's five months pregnant. Oh, no. Yeah. So she's pushed down the stairs and she ends up having to go to the hospital because she went into labor oh, because my God. of that. And so she gave ba- birth to a one pound baby. Did it survive? The baby did survive. Oh, my God. So, Genius. I know. Okay. But um, so. Now, you'd think then that Bobby would be a believer that mm-hmm. there was a presence, right? Nope. Wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> he he didn't not believe his wife, but he found it hard to believe because he had never experienced anything weird there at the bar. Right. So he just hears Carl, to me. hears Janet talking about it. Um, he believes his wife, you know, yeah, she was pushed down the stairs, but, you know, he still is thinking there has to be some kind of other explanation for everything for this. And so, and there's people who always are believing like science. So if science can't prove it, then mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so scientifically, none of this can be proven. Weird right. spirits and things like that. That's crazy talk. So it was one thing to think Carl had a mental disorder, but his wife, not likely. So anyway, Bobby had too much at stake. He couldn't pull out of the club. He had invested everything he had. So he begged Carl not to tell patrons about any of the incidents. He didn't want to scare off any of his business. Of course. So Carl started to act strange. And Bobby said that he didn't know which Carl he would get from day to day. So Carl would be happy one day. He'd be sad one day. He'd be distant. He'd be angry. Mm. All at a drop of hat. And his moods would just change and he did not seem like the Carl they had originally met right and so then he started wondering did the strange incidents have anything to do with this like have anything to do with like his mood changes and Bobby decided then that he was going to go and talk to his good friend Doug Hensley and he was going to tell him what happened to Carl and his wife so Doug is a writer and he had um, also, I think he was also working in law enforcement at the time, too. And Doug went on to write a book about uh, all of this called Hell's Gate. Okay. So I guess you can tell them from the book title then that there must be a gateway to hell. <laughs> and I would assume so. Yeah. So um, I'll get to that, more on that a little bit. Uh, so after Doug had heard Bobby's stories, he urged Bobby to have a minister come into the building. He thought it sounded like demonic activity. Perhaps the minister could do a cleansing. So they called upon a Pentecostal minister. And the minister, as soon as he entered into the building, said there was an evil presence. 
in this building and he said that he had never felt anything Mm -mm. as evil as this before and he had been doing like exorcisms and stuff like for years scary and um he also sensed then that carl the guy who was acting differently he sensed then that he was possessed by at least two demons oh man he said and so he said we need to perform an exorcism like right away like right now and um they got into like it was a hard battle like for him when he was trying to get the demons out of him like the demons were not leaving and not wanting to leave not without putting up a fight uh one of them said i'm satan like said mm-hmm. it backwards uh-uh. and so i guess like they talk backwards sometimes uh, that's demonic stuff. yeah yes it's very demonic and all that and um but finally they were able to get them out of him so Carl leaves town after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like he gets he's he's evic- the demons are evicted from yes. Carl and Carl uh, is like I'm out. He's like I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, good, um, good for you, Carl. Yeah, that's what I was like too. Like uh, don't Get hang out. around that building. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he said he felt like a new man, and he just wanted to go and start a new life and just good God. get out of there. And so then after that, Bobby's wife Janet she never went back into the building again after that either. And what is Bobby thinking? Bobby, I think finally now is thinking like, there's a problem. Okay, there's something. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something. There might be something going on. So, um, we get to then. Why did Bobby's friend Doug write a book then called Hell's Gate? <laughs> so, Doug starts doing research into this building in this site okay because nobody knew the past of it or anything like that and so when there's entities there there's usually a history and so the building had a long established history in the 1850s it was a slaughterhouse mm. and so animals and stuff were killed mm-hmm. there for meat and sure. sold and so the blood from the slaughtered animals was pulled into a well in the basement Oh, man. So remember the where we said the, the basement had where the wife was attacked, mm-hmm. where she was picked up. That was in the, the basement. Carl had said that he always felt more energy in, in the, the basement. basement. Um, and so there is a well. And so the well was still there. All it had been was just covered up. Mm-hmm. It just was still it was still there. Um, obviously not still full of blood or anything. Like but it that. wasn't sanitized. Yeah, it was just, they just covered it. That's yeah. all. You know, this is an old building. They didn't, you know, mm-hmm. do anything. And so the slaughterhouse closed in 1890. So it was open for about like 40 years-ish. And so then there was a strong rumor after that that there was a cultist um, who held meetings in the basement of that former slaughterhouse. And they sacrifice animals. And there's also rumors that they sacrifice disabled children. Oh, Lord. As well. And they used the well to hide the bodies. Oh, my God. That well is just full of shit. Just shit. And so also, (laughs) and then there's more history. No, yeah. Also in the 1890s, in 1896 to be exact, the headless body of Pearl Bryan was found just two miles away from that building. And she was... Five months pregnant. Okay. Yeah. And it was found that her boyfriend, Scott Jackson. Jackson? Jackson. (laughs) Scott Jackson and his roommate, Alonzo Walling, had killed her. They were both dental students. And so they drugged her with cocaine. And they tried to use their medical knowledge to abort her baby. 
they're using their dental instruments to God abort her baby. Damn it. And so that didn't work. And they figured, oh, we don't know enough to actually abort a baby. Um, so <laughs> she was in a lot of pain. She was scared. She was frightened. And they're like, well, we might as well just kill her. So they kill her. Oh, my God. And they decide then to decapitate her also. While she's still alive, she was oh, decapitated. Good God. I know. Um, so then it was rumored also that both of them belonged to a satanic cult. And they used her head for one of the ceremonies, which was held in that basement. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so they never found the head of Pearl. And um, so both the guys then were sentenced to death, and they were sentenced to death by hanging. Uh, they could have received life in prison if they revealed where Pearl's head was, but they refused because they feared the wrath of Satan. To give it up. Yes. So while hanging, Alonzo vowed to haunt the establishment. Of course he did. And so he kept that promise because... He's still haunting it. Carl believed that he was possessed by both Scott and Alonzo. Okay. And there's sightings of them in the building, too. And that he believes I was like the angry guy. He would see behind the bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're angry and they believe then that they actually stayed at the building because Pearl has been seen at the building. Is she the, the one in the white dress? She's, a, she's headless. Oh, um, she's headless and sometimes she'll be holding her head in her hands. <laughs> hands and then a lot of times like Alonzo and Scott will be yelling at her almost like that they're still there to haunt her Ugh, yeah let it go yeah let it go exactly so that's not all though there is still more history with this. <laughs> I know. That's what, what? I like, It was like a vacuum oh, for Oh, my people. gosh. This is just. <laughs> so the building became a mob establishment in the 1950s. And so it was called the Latin Quarters. The owner's daughter, Johanna. Remember that name from earlier? Um, she had, um, she was the girl that uh, Carl would talk to. Yes. And the, where he smelled the, the scent roses. of roses. Um, she always wore a rose-scented perfume. Hmm. And she was madly in love with a musician that played at that club. And Carl actually found her diary while he was living in the building. So when he moved into the apartment upstairs, he actually found her diary, okay. like, hidden, like, underneath some floorboards or whatever. So he read up that she was in love with this musician yeah. and all this. Her father hated the musician. And... Um, he was very upset when he found out that his daughter was in love with him. And so he used all his mob connections to have his daughter's lover killed. And Johanna was five months pregnant. What? Yeah. <laughs> and so after her father killed, had the mob kill her lover, she tried unsuccessfully to poison her father. Okay. Then she killed herself in the basement. Oh, man. Yeah. So Bobby's wife, Janet, believes that Johanna is the one who pushed her down the stairs. And it's rumored that Johanna is jealous of any pregnant woman who enters into the establishment. And other pregnant women have complained of similar instances. 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 
intenses. Intenses. I can't speak right now. (laughs) We need some incense. (laughs) I know. Like some incense there at that place. Oh, my God. So, so. Those, that's the history. That's terrifying. In that place. Okay. Okay. And then so he buys it about 20 years later after, what was it, 19? The 1950s or whatever. Yeah. When Johanna so was. It. Well, and then remember, like, it still was running establishment. So I remember at the Hard Rock Cafe moved there. There were six deaths in one year. So it was So there's more. Down. I thought that was the deaths. So there was it was closed ha- down. No, there's been, no. There's, six at Hard Rock? Yeah, the Hard Rock. that, And then, then Bobby gets it. After oh, that, okay. so there's been tons of deaths there. There's just bodies. There's just spirits they, all over. Why have they not tore it the down? The fucking place. Exactly. I know. I know. No, it's still. It's, it's a, still today. Uh, it's still Bobby's Club. He still has it since 1978. Okay. He still has it. So surprisingly, <laughs> Bobby Mackey's Music World is still open today. Paranormal investigations happen regularly. There is even an enter at your own risk disclaimer at the front of the club. Patrons have seen ghosts such as Johanna. She often stands off stage whenever Bobby performs with his band. Patrons have been pushed down. They've heard voices, heard music playing when no band is present and the jukebox is not plugged. And they feel hot and cold sensations. And the list goes on with things that people have felt there. Uh, it is a very active spot with a deep history. So if you're looking for such an encounter with another wa- realm, you've been warned. Enter at your own risk. <laughs> wow. I know. So Doug Henley um, compiled interviews into a book that he called The Gate of Hell, Terror at Bob Mackey's World of Music. And this has also been featured on Investigation Discovery, the Travel Channel, and Destination America. And there are also um, online numerous accounts of hauntings from that venue. Would you go? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I would not go. I'm not interested either. I'm not interested at all. And almost Mm -mm. it sounds like like – even if you're not wanting it to happen, something will happen. Mm-hmm. Like I was reading one account and there are some people, some guy got like pushed against the wall, like his face pushed against the wall and held there. Like, and they said like this stuff is normal. Like there's angry, there's angry spirits in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. No, no. The, the, no one sounds like If you like get pushed happy. against the wall, do you get your dinner for free? Or your <laughs> drinks for free? I don't think so. Because Shots on the house? Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yeah. They make you pay it. extra. Maybe they make yeah. you pay extra. And they had a psychic go in before. They've had, I mean, they've had so many people. But a psychic said, like, the um, spirits do not want to leave. Well, obviously. And um, especially, like, the two guys who are worried about the wrath of Satan, they don't want to leave because they think they're going to go to some place where they're going to burn forever for eternity. And they will. And so they just, yeah. So they just want to stay there. Right. So all the spirits that are there just want to stay there. And they're fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's uh, the most haunted club in America. Okay. That yeah. was good. I have not heard that. <laughs> I had not either. And I'm a little freaked out by <laughs> I it. I am too. <laughs> I am too. I'm so, not going there. It's a good Halloween. I guess people like uh, tomorrow, you want to go out and, you know, have a party. Yeah. Somebody, I'm sure. I bet people do have Halloween parties. Oh, yeah. I've seen the cutest like family costumes. And the, you mm. know, have their part or like husband wife teams or. Yeah, I've seen really cute costumes. Adorable. 
But there is no way that I'm going to go to some place that I know is haunted. Mm-mm. I'm just going to stay away from that. You know, yeah. I don't want to have anything to do with anything haunted. So if you've been to, what is it, Bob Mackey's? Bob Mackey's World of Music. World of Music. You let us know how. <laughs> let us know if you, like, you've had any Have hauntings. you been haunted? Have you been haunted? from? Have you been to any place? And been haunted. And been haunted. Let us know. Let us know. And I actually think like, because I was looking at so much stuff, I might do like some more haunting stories because there's just so much stuff. And also like here in Kansas City, there's so many places. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's just kind of interesting. So might be having a few more of those. those. Yeah. And especially those had murder involved too. So it hit all the little it, it hit every the notes. requirements. <laughs> it had a smell. It had a it had a smell. The roses. It had blood. There was blood. There were babies. Score, decapitation. There were heads rolling. <laughs> all over the place. All over. All over. Pregnant women. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that was a very um, spooky, spooky and gory. and gory um, Halloween episode. Happy yes. Halloween, everyone. Yes. Happy Halloween. Yes. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, All that. Um, and yeah. Rate us. Yep. Please and rate us five star and share with your friends share, because share that's how we get shared. <laughs> that's how you, people discover us. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Okay. Right. And please be safe, everyone, on Halloween. On Halloween and just every day. Bye. Bye. Bye.